What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Analog Girl Podcast with your girl, Latoya D. This is your podcast for your 30-somethings and your 40-somethings, and we're on a quest, y'all. We're on a quest to get our analog lives in this digital group. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting tongue-twisted already. We are on a quest, y'all, to get our analog lives in this digital-driven world. I hope everything is well with you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode. Because y'all ain't have to stick with me. You know, I am a work in progress and I'm still building um, this podcast from the ground up one listener at a time, y'all. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Housekeeping right now. Are you guys going to my website and checking it out? I know I'm not keeping up with the blog just yet, but if you are going to the website, I need you to sign up for the... um, the email list there because I do have some new product coming out. I want to be able to announce it to you all first. The email list is going to get all that information and get the tea first. So please go to theanaloggirl.com, sign up for my email list. I don't spam anybody. I, I can't even get podcasts out on time, y'all. So you know, I ain't finna be in your email, your email boxes like that. So just go on and go over there, sign up for the email. Um, uh, subscription so you can be in the know when the product and the merch drops. Y'all be the first people to know and get your, you know, get your little analog lives. You know what I'm saying? Also, um, wherever you're listening, cause I'm on like, I'm on iTunes, I'm on Google play, I'm on Stitcher, I'm on TuneIn. I'm also on Spotify. So wherever you guys are listening, um, either give it a rate or subscribe, um, you know, uh, like it. I think you can like it or put a heart or something like favorites or something or download like something like that on Spotify. Um, but wherever you're listening, whatever your platform is, if you could just please rate and subscribe and this, it just helps me out to, um, get the word out that this is a growing podcast. You guys are definitely out there listening and, you know, uh, just to help me out, to help fund, the podcast because uh, your girl needs help. So, and that's all I asked you to do. I ain't asking y'all for dollars. I mean, just go on out there, rate, subscribe, give me some little nice words of encouragement. It goes a long way. Um, and what else? Okay. So, and also if you like, you know, you can follow me on Instagram at the dot analog girl on Twitter. I'm the underscore analog girl. And on Facebook, it's the NLO Girl podcast page, which I am starting to create a nice little community so we can have conversations, go back and forth. Um, and, you know, we just discuss what's going on with us in the day, answer some questions, so forth and so on. All righty. So we're just going to go on into the check in. Okay. So anxiety check-in. Today is March 20th. I think I'm going to start saying the dates um, for the anxiety check-ins to like kind of keep myself honest and um, keep myself as consistent as possible with you guys because uh, it gets rough out here in the streets. Okay. I'm just going to be totally honest with you guys. So today is March 20th and anxiety check-in for me. Uh, well, you know what? Mm-mm. You know, I always forget this. First of all, I hope your anxiety levels are low to non-existent. 
And if they aren't, we always got to, we always remember to breathe. So let's just take a quick inhale through the nose. Hold it. Exhale through the mouth. Inhale one more time through the nose. Hold it and exhale all that in that bad energy, that negative energy, all those intrusive thoughts. Exhale that out through the mouth. Whew. Okay, so now that we are um, getting in our relaxed mode, we're getting zenned out. Um, I've got my oil diffuser going right now, you know, with my, my lavender, um, my de-stress tea is going cause this is, you know, this anxiety check-in is I'm starting, this is going to be starting to be, this is going to be a ritual, uh, for me. I'm hoping a routine. So I'm just making it, um, as comfortable and as relaxed as possible. So I'm just building an atmosphere and creating an atmosphere of, um, Zen, you know? like lavender teas and my lavender um, essential oil going, and which really works. Um, and I also put peppermint in it to um, keep me focused because sometimes I think the peppermint does, it, it makes me alert and it makes me a lot more fo- focused. Um, and peppermint also helps with nausea too. So I do that during like when I'm hungover. I don't know why I'm telling you guys that, but I do do it. So anyway, check in. Okay. so. I feel like um, I'm living like a a real life Toya D, LaToya D unsung episode. If y'all watch TV one, you know, there's a show called Unsung that comes on and it's about music artists who, you know, didn't quite get their chance or they ran into certain roadblocks and, you know, their circumstances um, were quite different than their peers in their industry. Um, and they weren't able to really, you know, progress or achieve the things that they would hope. Ran into roadblocks. I feel like I'm living a real life Toya Unsung or a Toya D Unsung, whoever you want to call me today. So, you know, you, y'all know that I struggle. Uh, one, I struggle with anxiety. Two, um, I'm struggling with finding a career that um, is stable and that um, um, I feel comfortable working in and working with those people because we know the last job that I had last year, I was not comfortable at all with those people. And um, it wasn't supportive for me mentally. So, you know, I just feel like I've been struggling with that. And it's been really hard to come out of the why me, Lord, why me, um, um, stage. And I mean, I think we all go through these stages and it's like, um, it's a process. So I think there's levels to this shit. So first it's like, oh damn, I'm sad. I can't believe this, this shit is happening to me. And then you get angry and it's like, what the fuck? I can't believe this shit is happening to me. And then, you know, you start to see your peers and your friends around the, around you, um, moving forward and progressing in life. And then it becomes, it's not a jealousy. It's a why me 
type of thing. So you start to go through that. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm still in that process, you know, and I know it probably sounds like a broken record every time you guys come back to listen to an episode, but I feel like y'all gonna hear this shit until I get a job. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like until I find the right job for me, I feel like this is where my headspace is going to be. So I do feel like I'm living, um, a real life unsung, but, um, in the grand scheme of things, I think that anxiety wise, I am doing so much better because, um, the depersonalization, I mean, you know, there's still hints there. Um, but I am finding more and more day in day out that I'm forgetting about it. I don't sense it anymore as much as I used to, which is beautiful, which as I reported to y'all last week that, you know, I feel like I'm a hundred percent healed, but there's times that I'm very isolated. And especially when I'm not working, um, consistently, you know, I'm going out there and I'm freelancing, but if I'm not working consistently, so that means I'm home, I'm home. I live by myself. So I'm always alone. So then I find myself, my thoughts, just sitting with my thoughts. So um, I think that that can ultimately sometimes trigger because a lot of negative thoughts will start coming in and I might uh, trigger myself into thinking in the thought pattern of uh, being a little disassociated. So, you know, that is my struggle with the with the DPDR and trying not to uh, think triggering thoughts. So um, as far as anxiety, I feel like I'm doing okay with that because I kind of like keep myself distracted. And that's one of the things that we need to do when we are suffering with anxiety uh, symptoms is um, keeping ourselves distracted and not in a negative way, meaning like, well, you know, if I'm, if you're currently home or you're out of work or, you know, Whatever, whatever, if you find yourself hanging out a lot of free time and your thoughts might kind of scare you and it might scare you to just be alone with your thoughts, like create a routine for yourself. Um, maybe start to create a wake and say, I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to work out at this time. I'm just going to go to the store at this. I'm just going to go outside and take a walk at this time. When I come back in, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make lunch. Da, da, da. So, you know, whatever you, the routine is that's comfortable for you, I think that it works well to do that. Second thing, I think I cracked the code on finding purpose in life. And I'll talk further more about that a bit, a little bit at the end of the podcast with the guests on the show. But in order for like, for me personally, um, I've realized that um, something really deep, I think it's really deep. Y'all right, y'all ready? Cause I think, I think this is a deep, deep thing. And I, f- I feel like a lot of us are out here on some, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, purpose driven life and, you know, living your life's purpose. And I'm a purpose finder. What? Like, shut the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, <clears throat> it's a little overwhelming when people are like, you know, find your calling, listen to God. And a, it's very overwhelming. If you're someone like me who just is like GTFOH, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't have the time for this. I really just, you know, don't have, I just want to, I just want to be at peace. I don't want the thoughts. Then the light bulb went off in my head. Oh, to me, what my purpose in life and what my calling is in life is finding inner peace. I feel, I feel like everyone's purpose um, in life is finding inner peace. Ultimately, none of us want to suffer. We don't want to suffer. 
whether it is suffering financially, suffering emotionally, suffering physically, we just don't want to suffer. And we go out in life and we try to attain, we, we, we create these goals to, to accomplish and attain. And we think that these things and are, and these goals are, um, going to fill a void or satisfy this desire that we have to be, um, recognized or desire to to be comfortable or to be at peace. And I do believe we, we make a mistake by saying that the purpose is my purpose in life is to do A, B, and C, or my purpose in life is to be, um, a healer or, a a, a, a truck driver or whatever, whatever your, that tangible thing is, you're saying that's your purpose in life is to do that. Or that's my calling in life. And I believe that, um, my purpose is to find inner peace. Now, what does inner peace mean? That's the thing, you know what I'm saying? So what does inner peace mean? So now I'm on this journey to, um, getting, closer and closer to having inner peace and what does that mean and what and and what's going to make me happy I honestly believe that inner peace will make everybody happy it doesn't really matter the outside things don't give you inner peace so no matter how much money you you get or what job you finally get like I know that when I get a job it's and the job is going to be great that I'm going to get I I truly believe that and I truly believe that it's going to be a nice working environment that's not going to give me inner peace though. You know, it's going to um, relieve some of my anxiety around finances and some of my anxiety around um, career goals that I would like to have accomplished, but it's not going to give me inner peace. The inner peace is going to come from me myself sitting down and honestly like studying the word of God or just, you know, meditating or what have you, whatever it is that you do to connect to yourself spiritually. Um, that is where you will find the inner peace. All that outside stuff has nothing to do with it. So that has been my epiphany this week is, oh, my purpose, my calling to me. I don't know about y'all, but to me, and I and I encourage you to now maybe investigate and analyze and assess what it is that you're really trying to seek. And I, I guarantee you at the at the bottom of everything, whether you're looking for a new job or a new man or whatever, um, what's the bottom line of that? The bottom line is, is that if I got a man, I would feel loved. I would feel comforted. And then that, and in turn, I wouldn't feel suffering anymore. I would feel some sort of peace. When I get a job, I'll have money. I'll be able to pay bills. I won't be suffering financially anymore. I won't feel bad about myself. I'll have some sort of calming inner peace. I'll be able to calm my anxiety, you know? And, um, I think from me, from, from me looking at all of those outside things as, um, the answer to it, it's not that I'm finding that gaining this inner peace by myself without having this, without, you know, even in the circumstance that I am in is the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to remain peaceful and calm and have this inner peace, no matter what is going on, on your outside extremities. I hope that makes sense. And if it doesn't, y'all send me a message or something like, and I'll try to explain it even more. Um, but yeah, so my anxiety check-in this, this week is that I think I've cracked the code as to what my purpose in life is. And my purpose 
is to always be aspiring um, towards inner peace, inner calmness, um, divine connection with God, um, and um, just chill pill, chill pill on the inside and chill pill on the outside. That's it. And no, no longer worrying about what my circumstances are um, and fully trusting that um, God ain't going to play me in the words of Tiki and Nicole. All right, y'all. So here's to everyone out here uh, seeking your purpose um, and finding inner peace. All right. So in today's Tales from the Anxiety Zone, um, I have a guest. Her name is Wendy Yellen. She's a wonderful woman that um, reached out and with interest on being on the show to share um, her experience with something called eidetics imagery. She is certified in teaching this. She is a number one bestselling author. Um, again, her name is Wendy Yellen and we met and it was instantaneous. It was an instant connection. I really liked her. She was very calming. You'll hear her voice and hear how calming her voice is. And Wendy and I get into a discussion about what eidetics imagery, uh, therapy, I guess it is, um, um, what that is, um, and how it works for you and how it can help you with anxiety, PTSD, stress, pain, even, um, all sorts of different kind of mental health issues. Um, what we hone into um, on today's episode is um, me uh, being stuck and being stuck creatively, being stuck emotionally, um, and being stuck stuck mentally. We talk about that, and she actually gives me um, y'all gonna get to listen to me go through a session of eidetic imagery with her and how it ultimately shifted. I felt a shift while doing it. Um, it was really interesting, um, how it was broken down and you guys can also do it as well with me while I'm doing it. It's just that obviously you would, uh, make it personal to you, but she guides us through an eidetic imagery session. And at the end, she actually assesses um, what we should be feeling or what we might feel during it. Um, but also remember guys, if you are driving and listening to this, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Cause y'all be them red off off the road somewhere and I don't want to be responsible. So I'm telling don't do this if you're driving, um, or if you, you know, having, um, handling or, um, operating heavy machinery, let's just wait until we get home. Um, or you're, you're in your office or someplace, um, quiet where you can sit down and chill and listen to this. So, um, this was a great conversation. It was very eye-opening to me. Um, even when I went back and listened to this, that um, you know, how much certain things in my life dealing with my parents has um caused a bit of trauma, <laughs> you know, and just caused a bit of trauma. But in knowing all of that, I am so happy to be on this quest to getting unstuck. So uh let's just take a listen. Toya D who was living a life of complete and utter trash, y'all, spending money frivolously on clothes, food, and bottles of wine that could be finished in one setting alone, ghosting Sally Mae and never paying a bill, y'all, going back and forth in relationships that were called situationships, a what? Going from one dead-end job to another, struggling with racial and social anxieties in the workplace. Nature finally took its course. On March 1st, Toya D woke up in an apparent dream world to which she calls the urban matrix and was left to figure out the true meaning of life and human existence. Join the journey on the quest to live fabulously, shamelessly, bold and fearless and confident with mental health in 
the anxiety zone. All right, great. So welcome to the Antelope Girl podcast. Um, I'm so happy that um, I don't know who someone reached out to me and I'm just so happy they did. I feel like this is going to be great for me and also great for my listeners because I have been on a journey to learn the best practices to heal um, from all types of mental health. So I think that this would be, this is going to be a great, great um, segment that I think the listeners would really, really enjoy. So thank you so much and welcome to the Analog Girl. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. I can't wait. <laughs> yes. So um, do you know why I call it the Analog Girl? I don't know if you had, so you, oh, you did. Oh, God, I, mean, I, I, I have the sense that you want to, what, what I understood about it is that There's so much going on digitally, and of course, you're connected digitally, and without the analog piece, it feels really hard to just actually relax, be yourself, stay connected, and so you purposely connect analogically Mm -hmm. so that you can have more access to that part of your life within all that's going on in the regular world. Yes. That's how I understood it. Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly it. I like to just explain sometimes because people are like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I just, you know, wanted people to just understand that sometimes, even if you are a millennial, that there still is an analog portion to yourself. Everything is not digital. Everything is not this fast-paced, um, for lack of better words, lifestyle, you know? So. I- I so appreciate that you bring that in, including it for millennials. I think that uh, without that piece, life kind of gets these jagged edges and it's really hard to feel the smoothness yeah. in the presence. So I applaud you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So you can tell us all about you, your wonderful life. I've, I was stalking you a little bit, so I'll just let you, <laughs> but I'll let you tell it. Um, and uh, just give us an intro. Okay, so I'm Wendy Yellen, and I've been working with people with deep, deep transformation for about 40 years. And the tool that I use now, we're gonna, it's called Eidetics, and Latoya has graciously uh, been willing to go through an experience of eidetics, even though we have never met until a couple seconds ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and but I'm also going to work, walk all of you through your own experience of this work. And my intention for that, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but my intention for that, just to whet your appetite, is at the very least to experience in a deep, visceral way what's stopping you right now from what you really want not in your head but a visceral body way and then many people today during the experience will actually experience a shift inside that is very real and then uh each person's experience will be really different and i'll talk about that in a moment but let me back up and say a little bit more about how I got to this place because I was trained very, very traditionally, psychodynamic psychotherapy. I have my master's in social work Mm -hmm. and I studied other modalities too, so that I could add the piece of the body and also more brief therapies and family therapies and uh, 
I, I've been certified in quite a few different modalities, but at a certain point, even though my practice was 100% full, I was 100% referral, which meant I did no marketing and I had a waiting list. I had no idea how good that was, how easy it was. It just fell in my lap. But so even though people loved what they were doing so much that they would refer people that they cared about, I didn't feel, even with all the different trainings I had, I didn't feel like if that's all that was possible for human beings, I wasn't willing to do it anymore. Mm. I knew it wasn't enough for me at the point that I was at. So I actually closed my practice for years. Wow. And I, yeah, it was a big deal, but it was like, it was too soul sucking for me to, to do something that I didn't think was enough, even though my clients did. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people thought it was crazy, but I just couldn't do it anymore. So I, I did a number of other things, which I did quite poorly. <laughs> I just, I'm a therapist. It's in my genes. Mm-hmm. So eventually I rediscovered the work that we're going to do today called didactics, And I rediscovered it 20 years after I first heard of it. The first time I heard of it, it didn't make any sense. My head couldn't grasp what was going on. But that's because it isn't a head thing. But 20 years later, when I got found it again by accident, quote unquote, I realized, oh my goodness, this level of change is possible in people. It's really possible. And so I jumped back in with both feet and I started to work with people with eidetics, the work that we're going to do today. Okay. Now, um, I have, there's people like listening. So with eidetics, I just have some, a few questions about what it is. Sure. So I am a church girl and I'm born and raised in the church. So the first time, as soon as I told my mother, oh yeah, you know, I'm having a guest on. Um, she's just like this with anything. Oh, well, always remember Jesus, girl. You've got to remember Jesus. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I always ask, especially for myself and for anybody else who is in, in the church and, and is deeply spiritual, yes. um, what is the connection, if any, um, with, a, say, said religion, or Christianity, Judaism, Muslim, Muslim whatever yes. um, religion that a person is practicing? Absolutely. That's such a great question. Let me ask you, in order to answer it in a deeper level, what do you think your mom means when she says, always remember Jesus? What does she really mean? Um, I'm, I think my mom, it's because that's, the found, that's our foundation. Yes. Um, and that is our salvation. But, so, but what, is, what does she mean? Like, what does she think would happen if you forget? And what is remembering? Oh, uh, well, don't get lost. Meaning... Right. Say, so, it, say it. Go deep. Go deep. I guess it's like um, just well, you know, just I guess forgetting a sense of self, um, and and because that is because I guess Jesus is in me because she just doesn't want me to lose my beliefs of what um we've been taught about who Jesus is and what He is to us in our lives. I th- I think that's where it is. But what her concern is is that um, it would. Um, hinder or some somehow jade my beliefs um, of who Jesus is and what 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 we've been taught in the church about okay. Christianity. Yeah. Okay. So let me 
start to answer your question and let's see if it answers. Okay. First of all, this process, eidetics, is has nothing to do with religious beliefs. Okay. So I work with um, Christians, Catholic, Jewish people, atheists, agnostics, Muslims. Uh, did I leave anybody out? If I did, <laughs> I then we're okay. including all two. We're including <laughs> all two. <laughs> so it's really not about trying. It, it has nothing to do with a person changing their deep spiritual beliefs. Okay. However, what I'm particularly interested in, and we may get into this today, it depends on, it's a short time. So, so a lot of times people have a feeling in church or a feeling, let's say, when they do yoga or meditation. They have their spiritual practices, whatever they are. And they have a deep or prayer. So they have a deep feeling during those times. Mm -hmm. But then often in the rest of life, it doesn't feel like during the spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. It feels often a personal feel disconnected or distant from the person they love or not enough love in their heart or pushing to try to make their business work and it doesn't work no matter what's going on. So they have this deep place in themselves during their spiritual practice, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and then life. And there seems to be, for so many people, a gap. For example, a lot of people tell me, I feel like I, should, I have to get rid of all the negative thoughts, and I can't. So they have a more peace during their spiritual practice, but their life just, it's not that connected enough. So this work helps a person to, to experience what they feel in their spiritual practice, whatever that is, more easily. So it actually supports the spiritual practice. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. You think your mom would approve? I think she so would. I don't, you know okay. what? I don't know. Because my mother, she's just, uh, she's just annoying sometimes when it comes to that. <laughs> As they but, can be. <laughs> listen, so I'm going to have her listen to this. But okay. um, I, I, don't, I don't know. She just always like, and when you say disconnect, that's the word that I would say. That she just doesn't want a disconnect. Yeah. Um, between you know losing the presence of, of God and, and Jesus in, in my life absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely we we yeah no question Latoya you don't this is this has nothing to do with a belief in a system okay. it has to do with uncovering who we actually are so we can operate that way in the world amazing so um what what are the some of the things I guess in your experience with practicing with people um, that what are the things that maybe people have overcome or or healed from practicing this? Um, yeah, yeah. Again, you know, I'm I, I am a mental health based uh, podcast, so um, I'm sure a lot of listeners would like to know what are the certain things that maybe in your experience you've seen people heal from in the mental health field. Oh, mm -hmm. sure, of course. So. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, it, I think it should go without saying that I wouldn't do this work if it didn't get results that like, mm -hmm. it's just not um, of any interest whatsoever to mm -hmm. me. So the kind of things that happen, let's say I'll tell some stories and see okay. if that's how. Yeah. 
So I have a woman who has, I'm going to change a little of the details just so it's not totally recognizable. This woman was very, very, she's in her 50s. She was very, very successful in the corporate world. But when she opened her own business, what would happen is she knew she knew what she needed to do. It was no secret for her. She'd already succeeded in the business world. But when you have your own business, it um, all kinds of stuff comes at you because you're all the ways that you normally stop yourself will come rising to the surface and you have mm -hmm. to get through them. That's why so many businesses fail mm -hmm. because people can't get through their stuff and it will come up when you have your own business. So what would happen is, for example, she would go down the electronic rabbit hole. She didn't be playing, you know, different games on her phone. She would be going on Facebook. She would just be disappearing or she would be doing like busy work that was so she was keeping busy, but she wasn't doing the things to go and, and get business mm -hmm. enough. And so her business was like grinding to a halt. Now she knew this and her, she's totally relying on her business to support her, but she couldn't stop. She was also work, working, <laughs> what she said was 24 seven. It would be not unusual for her to still be at the office at eight. She, it would be not, it would be very typical that she'd be working on weekends. And all the things she used to do for herself, like yoga, like be with friends, like travel internationally. She wasn't doing any of that. So she's working 24 seven, not doing the right things, failing in the business so the money isn't coming in and busy all the time. Mm -hmm. So this is a disaster and not taking care of herself. Mm -hmm. So nothing's working, right? So we, we, in working with the images, which we're going to do today, the eidetic images, which are not visualizations, the kinds of things that were coming forward from her were uh, instead of hiring people that were absolutely the wrong people for the job and then spending hours trying to squeeze them into somebody they weren't and feeling like she had to practically whip them into shape because they were the wrong person for the job, but she, was, she just kept holding on to them. Now mm -hmm. she hires people who actually can do the work who actually can find the business. Now, instead of working 24 seven, she's taken two international trips last year for three weeks each. She's not at the office 24 seven. She comes home much earlier. And someone, she told me recently, somebody who had seen her years ago and then saw her recently said, I didn't even recognize you. You look younger. Wow. And the reason I wanted you to hear that is because when people really change, it's going to show on the face. Yeah. It's going to show in the body. It's going to show in relationships. That's real change. Mm -hmm. So that's just one example. Do you want me to give another one or two? or um, Yeah. I mean, have you had experience with people who are, have anxiety and depression disorders or who are generally just stuck? Like I myself, I'm a super stuck person. Like this week has been a stuck, one of those stuck weeks for me. 
So when I get into an episode, it's like, I can absolutely, I can't do anything. It takes me so long to like clean my house and, you know, just, just to even get off the couch and get something to eat. It just becomes a daunting task. (laughs) So, um, have you had experience with people, um, with these kind of disorders and were they successful? Absolutely. So for example, even the woman I'm talking about was incredibly anxious. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine not being anxious with that kind of situation? Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you a, a more, uh, a story closer to home, I think. So I have a client who told me that she was having trouble getting out of her pajamas, mm-hmm. right? And she has a business. She's incredibly talented at what she does but she she wins multiple awards for what she does and people love working with her they love her work she's a creative Mm -hmm. and yet she she really could hardly she really was not getting out of her pajamas Mm -hmm. and so and part of what was going on was I, I think you'll relate to this I believe but the mental chatter was so horrible for her. Yeah. It's so debilitating for her. It was, um, you're, you're not enough. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, it's never going to be enough. You're not good enough. Who do you think you are? Nobody would pay you for, for this, despite the fact that she's winning awards. Right. Mm-hmm. So the mental chatter was just burying her and she couldn't literally couldn't get up off the couch most days because of it. And that's, there were lots of things that we addressed, many, 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 many levels of it. And now not only is she not in her pajamas, and not only is that mental stuff not running the show, but she's actually getting paid for the work that she was only doing as a volunteer before in many, many directions. So many people are hiring her for something that she never believed people would ever pay her for. And those that the place that she went to, that really, really, really dark place, it's so receded in its intensity that it doesn't run the show. And when it starts to come up, she has the tools to deal with it differently. So we for sure work with the what is going on in the head, mm-hmm. that endless negative chatter that makes it so hard to get up. Yeah, it's it's part of the human condition. You have to. Yeah. So you mentioned a, a good point, um, and I think that that's most important with people who are recovering from um, anxieties and depressions and all sorts of things, anything in general that you're really trying to recover the from that's mental health-wise. Mental, mm-hmm. That has to do with mental health. Um, you go through medica- meditations, you do all this kind of stuff, and you might have a great day. Um, and then something pops up and it's important to know like even no matter what you're doing there is going to be thoughts that pop up like this doesn't necessarily mean like once we go through this um session that i'm never going to have these intrusive thoughts again (laughs) that would be ridiculous yeah like they're always going to be there but this is something that is going to give this is a tool that helps you um to navigate these thoughts better I would say even more, like not necessarily today on the podcast, although it's possible, but what I expect from with all my clients and what they expect from me is that the intensity is quieter. 
not that they, not that it the so let, let's look at the ancient uh, practice of meditation for a second. The practice of meditation deals with thoughts constantly going. It it is not about trying to get the thoughts to stop because they don't. Mm -hmm. They don't. That's just the way the human mind works. However, there are other parts to us which which we're going to contact today in a deep way. And those parts are freer. Those parts are what we have that is underneath the crust of our history. And what the eidetic work does is it takes you without the rat, it takes you below the conscious thoughts, below the rational thinking, below history, and lets us contact in a visceral way so that we can feel it, who we actually are. So what I expect from that my clients experience is that they just start to operate from those other places. So for example, my woman on the couch in her pajamas, it's not about cheerleading her to get off the couch. It's not about writing a sticky note, you know, get up or um, you can do it. It's, it's not about that at all. It's about being able to feel those parts so that access to those parts is even stronger than what comes up with the thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that, does it totally eliminate having a bad day? Of course not. That would be like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. but do you get out of the bad day much faster and much easier? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes instead of a bad year or a bad month or a bad week or a bad day, it might be maybe a bad 20 minutes. Right. Or less. Right. And then, but not about pushing. Mm -hmm. It's not about, we don't need to, if you had a cut on your finger, you wouldn't have to push it to, to heal. It already knows. Well, we're going to access the part of the mind that knows that too once we get out of the way. Right. And getting out of the way is part of the work. Okay. Well, so now you're saying that, I guess let's try to get out of the way. <laughs> okay. I love that. Let's do it. Well, work with you and but I'm also everybody listening you can have your own experience I wouldn't recommend for the listeners that you do this while you're driving because you will not get as much out of it obviously don't close your eyes if you're driving either mm -hmm. and uh, again even though I'm working with Latoya I'll show you what how to make sense of your own image later so to set to set the foundation for this we're going to be working with images that uh, ha will include parents, eidetic images, but it, this is going to be strange to hear, but even though it's images about parents, we're not actually working with memories. It's going to seem like it, but we're not. So this is not about trying to remember something. This is not about your history. This is really about what's going on inside of each of us. That's one thing. The other is that eidetic images have a mind of their own. You might want to control them, but don't. Let them have free reign the way you would a thoroughbred horse. Like really let them do what they want. And you might be thinking at points, and I'll remind you of this, no, that doesn't make sense, or no, that wouldn't have happened. That's controlling the image. If you do that, you won't get anything. But the mind can do that, so that's why I'm 
mentioning it. So let's start with, and Latoya, you can share as much of this as you care to. I know you're an open book for your mm -hmm. listeners, which I appreciate so much. Um, so let's start with you and everybody thinking about what would you like to experience a shift in, in this really brief experience of eidetics? Um, I would like, I guess I, I would like to see a shift in um, motivation in me. I think that I am emotionally and physically kind of stuck somewhere. So I can, I have ideas um, and I'm a very, I can be creative at times, but I feel like right now I'm in a block and um, there it's, it's like, it's right here in front of me, but I just can't crack through. I'm just, I just rather just sit down and be stuck. It's okay. I've heard you. Yeah, I've heard you um, talk about this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's just get just a little more clarity for me. Um, so you have ideas. And what I've heard, I'm going to add in what I've heard you talk about. So you have ideas. They're great ideas. Sometimes other people have even taken them and run with them. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but you so you have these ideas, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what happens for you is that. It feels overwhelming to take the, the next step. Mm -hmm. It feels like it'll just be too hard to get the right person to help you. I've heard you talk about that, for example, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So in, instead of, so it's a great idea. You like the idea, I think. I think you like the ideas that come to you. They're juicy for you. Mm -hmm. But then immediately you get overwhelmed and then you kind of just mentally and emotionally sit down and yep. can't move. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And how long has that been going on? Um, this has been an ongoing thing for, I would say, for the past maybe five years. Um, okay. That it's been like this, like this, like on a chronic level. Okay. Um, before I was able to like, you know, just get myself out of it and just push through and, you know, just get shit done. But now I'm seeing it more at a chronic level where okay. um, I'm, I'm just, I'm literally just not, um, I'm just not moving at all. Okay. Okay. So it's pretty, it's very severe at this point. It's strong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. So I'm sorry. Do you guys hear that? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. It's like my phone is connected to the computer. That is so uh. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's just literally like it's um, it's like a chronic thing now where I'm just stuck all the time now. Okay, and did something? Is this mostly about work or everything? I think it's about everything um, because even when it comes to me trying to let's say like I see I see that I even have gained about ten pounds in the past two weeks. Because I haven't gotten up. Okay. I literally have not gotten up. Um, okay. And I was, I was, I would say I was going to the gym maybe like two or three times out of the week on a consistent basis from for about six months straight. Because once I did get into the figuring out what was going on with me as far as the anxiety and the depersonalization, I realized that I need to be exercising and getting more um, serious about my health. So. I was in it. I was in it. And then something happened. There was a break for me, maybe around November, December. 
and I just went right back into the and um just the lazy mode and stuck. Okay. Okay. Not now. I'll just sit and watch exercise videos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll literally sit and watch the exercise videos and just be looking like, ooh, like, let me just save that because I'm going to get to that later. You know, <laughs> let me save this because, you know, I'll just do this when I get in the gym. You know, this is going to be what I'm doing. And that's what, that's what I, you know, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. And it's okay. like I'll find myself, or even with creative stuff, I'll watch people doing all this great stuff on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, let me save that. That's inspiration. And then, okay, got it. So a lot of <laughs> it's just total delay. Yes, total <laughs> okay. delay. Total delay. All right, J just briefly, very, very briefly, just in case you know, are you aware of what happened five years ago that kind of triggered this? Um. So I, I was, I was jobless, which has happened to me a couple of times in my life, which is unfortunate. So I think at that point, five years ago, I was jobless, losing my home, had to move back home with my parents and my son, with my son. Um, and then a major, major fallout with my father where I was, I was, I was basically thrown away. Um, so he told me to get out. And I had no one at that point um, and basically separated me from my son. And at the time, my mom was not available because she was taking care of my um, my grandmother who was dying and my sister who uh, had a stroke. So she, my mom takes care of her upstate. So she wasn't even in the she wasn't in town. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So what a load of things happening all at once. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so much. So much, Wendy. Okay. So, um, okay. Uh, you know, that stuff happened. And then, uh, of course, like I've always um, expressed and told people that I was a major suppressor um, because that is how I grew up. It was like we didn't have time to be depressed. We didn't have time to be stressed. We need to be da, 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 doing this, go do this. We don't got time to be stressed. So um, I'm, I'm now learning that oh, I never really dealt with um, that break that um, him and I had between each other and that sense of abandonment and just loss um, okay. that happened. Okay. So, that's what it was. Okay. So there's so much going on. There's mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. um, oh, wow. <laughs> it's just so many horrific things all at once. Um, yeah. And, you know, to hurt the heart also. Mm -hmm. So, um, Hang on, there was one question I wanted to ask you about that. Before this time, had you had trouble with uh, motivation and mm, really doing, carrying out your ideas before five years ago sometimes and it, then it just got worse? Um, I've always had issues with motivation, but okay. I guess, so prior to that, I, I was, it's like even from, I can even date back to when I was in college and graduate school too as well. I will wait to the last minute, but even when I waited to the last minute, that work would get done and I would push out quality work. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm still in that, I'll wait to the last minute mode, but now when I'm in crunch time, I'm not pushing out the quality work, you yeah. know, like I'm just officially stuck. Okay. All right. Well, let's see if we can make a little bit of a budge in the few minutes that we have, okay? Okay. And, 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 but actually, I don't want to put even, I don't want to put that pressure on you or me. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we can, at the very least, help you 
take in how you're stopping yourself right now. Mm -hmm. At least have a visceral understanding of that, not a head knowing, because that will be a really good start. And if there's a shift, great, but I don't, I don't want to put that pressure on us. Okay. Because okay. it's so big. All right. So we're going to do one of thousands of images. You can do this with your eyes open or closed. So see your parents in the house that you think of as a home the house you grew up in from a time when you're still growing up. Mm -hmm. So again, this is for Latoya, but also for everybody. See your parents in the house that you think of as a home, the house you grew up in from a time when you're still growing up. You don't want to think like where, who, where would they be? You don't want to think any of that. You just want to wait and let an image show. The image might be vague, it might be vivid, none of that matters. You just wanna see it and use your eyes to see it. And when you see it, Latoya, where are they and what are they doing in the image? Um, I, I see them in the, in the living room. Um, and it's just more so, I see them just standing there looking at me. Like we're stand, standing in the, in the middle of the floor. Okay. And where are you and what are you doing? Um, standing there with them. In, facing and them? Facing them. Mm -hmm. And how old are you? Hmm. Um, I, 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 I think I went back to uh, just, being a teenager. Just, just look. Just keep looking and see in the image what, what age about do you see? Uh, I see maybe about 13. 13. Okay. All right. Now look through your young eyes. So you're looking through your 13 year old, the image self eyes. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at mother, you're looking at father. And see how the young you feels when you see mother and the way she's looking. And when you see father and the way he's looking, the way he's standing there. What, what, tell us what you're experiencing when you see the way they look through the young eyes. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, it automatically took me to just feeling like I was in trouble. Okay. Okay. Good. You're doing great because you're looking and you're letting yourself feel it. Now, do you feel it more with one parent than the other? Or is it equal? Um, it's equal. Equal. Okay. And are you drawn more to look to, does one of them pull you more to, to, to keep staying, to look at that image more, father or mother? It's father. Father. Mm -hmm. And when you look at father, what is it about what you're seeing that's more compelling? Uh, anger. Anger. And when you see his anger, now notice again, through your, looking through your 13 year old eyes, what is your 13-year-old image self experiencing when you see the anger on him? Um, <clears throat> it is a, I, I think it's a combination of shutdown um, and uh, helpless. Yes. Yes. And what is your 
physical body feel like in, as the 13-year-old self, that shutdown and helplessness? See if you can notice what the body's feeling. So the body's just feeling something in the stomach. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, as I'm looking too, I'm looking at your image as if it were me, and I'm feeling completely tight. Mm -hmm. Are you? Mm -hmm. Almost like tense. I can't tense, tense. That's a better word. Like I can't, I feel like I can't move. Yeah. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. For you? Okay. All right. Now, is this tense, can't move, shut down and helpless feeling familiar to you? Yes. As, as an adult. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I would assume it's really familiar right now. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Because I don't want to put words in your mouth. So this is why this image is coming. Where it, it, this image will bring forward the image related to what you're wanting. So right now, in terms of motivation, you're just shut down. Yeah. Right? You feel like you can't move. Mm -hmm. So we're getting an image where that experience is. And we're not talking about history. We're talking about you. Because it's we're not actually remembering something, although this may have happened many times. You're looking at an image that you're deeper consciousness gave to you right now you with me mm -hmm. okay now i want you to keep looking i think you are keep looking through your 13 year old eyes keep letting yourself feel that shut down helpless can't move tense place like don't go away from it even though i know it's very uncomfortable and seeing the anger on his face now when you look at mother what do you see I see a bit of helplessness, but, um, and, and I just, I, I, I think I see a bit of helplessness with her. Mm. Um, I, I, and I see, I mean, I see frustration and I see, um, com being complete complacent. Complacent. Okay. And when you see those things, helplessness, frustration, complacency, what does the young you feel? Um, uh, it just, it just, it just, um, what's the word? Intensifies the helplessness. Mm. More. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to do something. Mm. We're going to do a, another eidetic image, and you can all try this with your image or even in Latoya's image. Again, I'll personalize it more later. But we're going to try something and see what happens. So see that a cool wind comes down from the heavens, and it's a gift. Mm. And see that the cool wind swirls around you. And you, the young you feels that coolness. And you see it swirling around you, this gift. And then watch as you, as you experience the coolness to whatever degree you can. And then as it swirls around you, watch as out of you, number one, pops you, number two. Number one disappears. And notice, what does number two look like? And what does number two do? Don't control the image, just like you've been doing great all along. And watch what happens without 
trying to control it and tell us what you see when you see it. Um, so the, the number two steps out and turns and smiles. It just smiles at whom? At, at me. At no, no. Okay, let me go. Let me go again. So number when as the cool wind swirls around you, go back to there. Mm -hmm. Out of you, number one pops you, number two. Mm -hmm. But you, number one, disappears. Mm. It's just it's just whatever number two looks like, and watch and see what number two does. So first, show us when number two pops out. What does number two look like? It seems like number two is like a little older. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, is an older version of me. Okay. Now watch carefully to see what kind of energy number two has, this older version of you, and what number two does. Just be curious and watch. Um, she just seems a little more... She doesn't seem as helpless as number one was. Yes. Um, what does she do? Just w wait a bit and see. Now that she's not as helpless, she's a little older. I mean, I just, the first image that came out was like her, she's smiling. She's, okay, so she is smiling. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how is she feeling with this, this way she's smiling? What is she feeling? Um, she's, I guess she's feeling, she doesn't feel as, she doesn't, she doesn't feel as helpless. Yes. Um, and it's just, and, and maybe it's could be because it's just like, she's not even, she doesn't even pay the two, she's not even paying the two people, two parents any mind. Yes, she's not paying them any mind. Okay, so good. So keep watching the way this number two is. She's smiling. She doesn't feel as helpless. And she's actually not paying either of the two any mind. Mm -hmm. Now notice what that feels like for you to see. Like what's happening in your body as you, as you watch number two. Uh, for me, it's like the, the turning uh, feeling in my stomach is, has gone away. Yes. Yes. All right. You're doing fantastic because you're watching and you're letting it affect you. And that's what's important. So now just we'll take another few moments here and keep watching number two. It doesn't mean that it has to be some action video here. Just watch what does happen. Could be really subtle and maybe movement, I don't know, but what's important is that you watch and you experience it. What's it like for her to be standing in this place, being in this place with that smile, the way she's smiling, and to not be paying them any mind? Like really go into the image and keep watching and keep experiencing it. Um. There's a sense of freedom um, that she feels um, to almost uh, really kind of tap them on the shoulder and just, it's to let it go. Tap them, tap them on the shoulder to let it go? 
yeah like it's just like it's like a it's okay kind of thing i don't know like she just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. this feels a sense of freedom yes yes now as you keep your eyes on your image notice how you're feeling as you keep seeing this unfolding and now it's kind of this freedom freedom you keep saying the word freedom so the experiencing that freedom and kind of tapping them on the shoulder to let it go mm -hmm. and notice what that feels like inside you latoya right now mm -hmm. um there's it's it's just like a lift like a lift mm -hmm. right okay now put now see i'm going to do a little experiment with you so here's yet another image so now see that you see what happens if you see that this you number two has an idea a creative idea mm -hmm. see what happens when she it's a it's still a you so it's a she so see what happens when she has an idea see that she has an idea and what happens that's what i mean uh, I just immediately saw myself writing. Ah, and what do you look like as you're writing? And it's it's almost it's like it's a freeing. She's still smiling, and it's a freeing. She's just freely writing. Yes, yes. What's the energy of in the freely writing as she's doing that? Is it? Yeah, I mean, obviously free. Anything else you can mention about it? Um, um, satisfied. Oh. Now, when you see her writing freely and smiling and satisfied, what do you feel? Um, a little calmer. A little calmer. All right. So come on, come on back. I'm going to talk about this for a moment. And then I want to ask you some questions. So. What we just did, well, actually, let me, let me see if you have any questions of me and then I'll, I'll about your experience and then I'll talk more about it. Uh, no, I don't. No? Okay. All right. So from my point of view, this is what we did. Please uh, make any additions or changes that, to make it more correct. Okay. So you have a situation which many people do, and I imagine a lot of your listeners do, that feels very, diff very difficult very burdensome, heavy, and really interfering with your life in terms of the creative part that you want and in terms of the success that you want. Is that fair to say? Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And we saw that you had some degree of this most of your life, but the really devastating part has been more recently. Yeah. Then we saw an image where you're seeing yourself unable to move tense and literally unable to move and there and your your consciousness is really drawn to the anger of your father in the image and it makes you feel like you can't move it's like riveting mm -hmm. it, it takes over your whole body mm -hmm. really right mm -hmm. this is what i'm feeling as i'm seeing it now the, again this is we're not dealing with memories or forgiving your father or anything like that we're dealing with the way we are as a person now. So in terms of you, Latoya, what we're seeing is 
part of your consciousness that feels so tightly stuck and riveted in a way they can't move. Mm-hmm. So we see that. That's what every that's that's what I would expect in an eidetic image. We all have that place in ourselves, that deep, deep place where something's going on that isn't working. Most of us, many places. Mm-hmm. Then we did an emanation. So that's another eidetic image, another of thousands I chose to do today. So in that emanation with the cool wind coming down, we saw Literally, the heat of history inside your mind was able to cool down. Mm. When, when we're overheated in our mind, and you and I did a lot of talking about that in the beginning, when we're overheated in the mind, it's really hard to do something different. It's, it's, a, it's that machine. It's that circular thinking. It's that going over and over the merry-go-round. So we cooled down the heat of the moment, literally with the cool wind. And then out popped you, an aspect of you without your history or with less of your history. Again, we could have done any of these longer and more, but for now we did, we, we accessed a part of you without your history. And that part was not as helpless. That part had a sense of freedom. That part was smiling. That part was able to have no pay them no mind. That part even had a sense of being in charge and kind of tapping them on the shoulder and, hey, let it go. It was so different. That is not a part of you that you have to remember because I didn't give that part to you. Mm-hmm. That part came from deep inside you. Mm-hmm. that's Latoya without her history. And there's even much more below that. So you accessed a part, a lighter, freer part of you without your history that like that could operate differently. Mm-hmm. And then I, I did an experiment where we did another image and we saw num- that part of you have an idea and just immediately go into writing, creativity, satisfaction, and smiling, and calm. So we really accessed, over time, what would happen is that you would begin to experience more and more of that part of you Mm -hmm. through the images. But even this little bit is an opening. It's quite an opening. And then over and over, I kept checking with you. What are you feeling? And over and over, you felt a little calmer. Mm -hmm. The tension in your stomach, a little bit less. So what I really wanted you to to know, this is something for you to know, is that those parts of you are right there. Like, look, I'm a complete stranger. You're leading a podcast. And despite that, you went there. Mm Mm-hmm. And got to got pieces of yourself, got contact, real contact with pieces of yourself. You weren't pretending to feel calmer. You weren't imagining that you how you would feel if you did have a smile. You were actually feeling it. Is that correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was real. Those yeah. are real parts of you. Yeah, it definitely, and it's a real feeling. And um, 
and like I said, I usually think that I got ADHD. So, but I was able to, I'm able to um, stay um, in the picturing, in the, I guess, picturing moment, um, if you will. And it's hard for me to stay there. I usually have to bring myself back, but yeah, I would, the, I would still see a split, a, a hint of an image and stick with what yes. I, you know, what I saw. Yes. And of course that happens. And that's part of the work is because we always tend to destroy what matters most. It's, yeah. it's just part of the human condition. And the mind has different ways of doing that. Yeah. And one is that by losing contact. And then, so that's part of the work is to find different ways through the images where the experience is there and present and palpable and you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how, how many sessions do you think one needs to go through of this in order to start seeing um, some, I guess, some difference or some change? I would expect, see, because we're working with your consciousness completely differently because it's coming, we're starting with the eidetic image instead of starting with an idea or trying to get you to feel a certain way, which in my opinion doesn't work certainly doesn't work for me. Um, because we're starting in a different way, we've already opened your consciousness a little bit. Yeah, and, and, so I, and I feel it. What I do you feel? feel? Like, yeah, like I feel like it's definitely, um, while I was visualizing, I can feel the, the pits in my stomach and I can feel the release of the pits in my stomach or the twisting and the grinding in my stomach. I felt that release while I was doing that. So I think that, yeah, looking at the the, the better version of me <clears throat> or who, who I really am at the core um, helped to kind of release, release some of that tension from the um, picturing of what I saw who, Absolutely. As, a, as a young girl. Absolutely. So, and part of, that, part of that is because you stayed in the image. You never once seemed to go up into your head. If you had, we would have worked with that. But that made it easier for you because you were able to do that. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, I would expect from the first time a person gets exposure to an eidetic image, if they really do it, they'll start to feel something like what you're feeling, which is, in my opinion, massive because this has been going on your whole life. Yeah. So even to experience a little bit of contact with the real self is great. Then, so... As each, I expect shifts to happen every time a person is in deep contact with their eidetic mind. So, and I expect those shifts to deepen and widen and continue and go into other areas over time. Mm -hmm. So the people that I work with are um, people who really want the depth of who they are. So they have a real interest in being who they came here to be and not living a life half-lived. And so they go to the mat with themselves. And so we really do deep, deep work. And that's the only kind of work that I do privately with people now because okay. I'm not interested in superficial anything. Yeah. And so this will work for people who are trying to find their purpose and their calling in life. Um, would that be, would that, would this help those type of people? 
You know, it's so interesting you ask that right now. I've been thinking recently that one of the reasons that's so uh, kind of prominent right now, people not knowing what their purpose is, Mm -hmm. I'm beginning to suspect that part of that is because the mind is so busy Mm -hmm. and because there's, it's so hard to stay present that it's really hard to experience uh, the deeper self coming forward. Mm-hmm. Because I I believe that I'm not sure of this, but this is where my my mind is going recently. That if we are deeply present with the self and can stay there, the analog girl, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Then we then who we are spontaneously emerges, and we don't have to figure it out because it's already there. It's more a question of finding it. Because I was thinking about my clients who have trouble with that, and they're typically people whose minds really have trouble stopping, that they're just constantly judging and analyzing and thinking. And Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're all, it's like it's become this, I don't know if it's a trend or what, but like we're all <laughs> trying to live this or find out what our purpose is or what our calling is. And, you know, uh, we're being fed all of this stuff, um, all these algorithms and ads that are popping up about, you know, learning how to do this and earn your six figures doing that. And, you know, it's just become this kind of rat race to actually find out what your purpose is in life. And it's the most ridiculous thing now. Like, it's just like this rat, I was like, I was, I was, I was saying, I was telling my friend, I was like, I don't understand how it's become a rat race to figure out what your calling is in life and what your purpose is. And then in that, and then that in itself is causing so much stress and anxiety in so many people because you you don't have a damn clue where to start or what the purpose of the calling is. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. So ironic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So that's, I was just wondering if the using, um, these tools and, go, and, and, and practicing with um, someone as professional as yourself would help, help someone. Um, I think what it helps in that area is to be, to get closer to your core. Mm-hmm. Like what you saw today, the you, the person without their history, without the crust of their history. Mm-hmm. Because the crust, see the crust of the history it's so many people think of it as an enemy. Like I got to get rid of this part of my history. But my belief and what I experience with my clients and with this work is that underneath that terrible place is the self. Yeah. Like we saw today. So there's a gift that's been waiting since you, before you were 13 and and we got to some of it today. It's a gift of the self. It's not something to get rid of. Yeah. Let me, can I talk just a little to the people that are listening because they'll have had very different experiences and I want to make sure they feel, and I'm going to tell people a place they can go to get more. Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. So typically for those of you who are just did the exercise, although you may have been riveted to Latoya's because I certainly was. (laughs) (laughs) So when you do the, the these uh, this particular house image, eidetic image, which as I've mentioned several times is just one of thousands, typically you'll either have a really negative experience 
a negative experience with one or both parents. You'll have um, some people have positive experiences, although that's less, fewer. And then some people have just stayed in your head, in back in memory and thinking. With the so what to do with the images? So with the negative image I showed you through Latoya, one thing to access really quickly for the sake of a podcast, another place in yourself that is below the crust of history. With the positive, what, what I would have done if Latoya had had a positive image is we would have worked to connect more to that part of the self. So that, because usually when someone has a positive image, they say, oh, that feels so good. I wish I could feel that way now. So again, there's the disconnect. So in, the begin, so in the beginning of our podcast, I started talking, we, Latoya, you and I were talking about like the spiritual. Mm-hmm. My sense of the spiritual is that it's really important for so many people now. But again, like we said in the beginning, the gap between the spiritual practice, whatever it is, doesn't matter the belief system. And life is way too big for most people. Their heads are spinning. The pressure is strong. They don't feel like they have enough time to do the spiritual practice. They want more of that part of themselves, and yet they're going 100 million miles in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So what I wrote, a spiritual manifesto, which I'd like to gift to your listeners, which has stories in it about how people handle the parts of themselves that destroy what matters. It also has a way to have a a deeper experience of what you and I did today, but more virtually, but uh, give give you more time to have it, go deeper with it. And then there's a way to connect with me. So if you are curious about that and you're like me and you have a desire for your spiritual life to be more imbued into the rest of your life, you can go to www.my.com spiritualmanifesto.com and you'll receive that and you'll have all those other ways of understanding the mind having an eidetic experience hearing stories of what have stopped other people and how they got through it and a way to contact with me and that is the best way to get more sense of eidetics and more sense of this work and the best way to connect with me nice um, and I'll also um, leave your information in the description box because um, usually you can just drop down and they can click the link and go straight to you. Thank there. you. Um, so I'll do that. And are you on Instagram, Facebook or anything? I'm on lots of social media, but really my spiritual manifesto.com is the very best place. Okay. Okay. So that's where everybody should go. Yeah. So I won't even put any Facebook or Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I will just put um, the website for that um and and um along with the description of this episode and um it's just this has just been i think this is a great start i'm very very curious um to uh do more so i think that um i'm curious so i'm sure it's going to pique some other people's interest too as well and i think this is great work that you're doing anything that goes back to healing and finding your original self I'm like all for because I just believe that that's who we really are at the core. Um, And I just really think that that's great work that you're doing. Um, And thank you so much for coming on to the Analog Girl podcast. You're officially an analoger. Hey. (laughs) I love that. I'm officially an analoger and feel free to 
if you ever want to come on the show again and talk about any other topics, I'm totally open. Thank you. So thank you so much, Wendy. I really appreciate it. It's my deep pleasure. Well, I hope that eidetic imagery session has helped you out the way it helped me out. And you know, I always like to leave you guys with some affirmations. So why not do some affirmations about getting unstuck? We all get stuck from time to time in our lives. And these affirmations might help you during the week if you keep repeating them to yourself um, and staying true to who you are, you will be able to get unstuck. So the first one is I choose to reconnect with pleasure to reclaim joy. I choose to reconnect with pleasure to reclaim joy. I am undergoing a powerful transformation. I am undergoing a powerful transformation. I am determined to succeed. I am determined to succeed. I commit and I don't quit. I commit and I don't quit. Today, I accomplish my goals. Today, I accomplish my goals. I am unstoppable. I am unstoppable. So guys, we we just need to be out here this week being unstoppable. I hope you can get yourself unstuck if you happen to be listening to this and you're feeling stuck this week. I hope that this has helped you at least to move a foot, move an arm or something. Um, it definitely has helped me um, to get a little more motivated this week. So here's to us being unstoppable, y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all next week. I ain't going to hold y'all. I ain't going to let y'all hold me. Bye, y'all.